It's Monday morning. It's 9.30-ish, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I don't have my apron on. What the heck? Go ahead, ask me why. Why? I'm going apron shopping after this. Hurry up, talk. Are you serious? <laughs> and where does one go apron shopping? That's oh, I, so exciting. I go to Becky Tonkin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm hard on them, you know. Yeah. Like um, just yesterday, <laughs> I I was, you know, doing a quick assessment and I found a lump that hadn't been there before. And so I went in my apron pocket and it was a bunch of old tangerine peels. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> And that can't be good for cotton fabric, you know. They're <laughs> damp and really acidic, and it explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, uh, I'm impressed. I feel like we need a video of your shopping trip. <laughs> That's exciting. And a, a bearer, a bearer of aprons. I should have yes. bring a beast of burden along. That's right. You need at least to go a uh, shopping cart. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, uh, what have you been cooking? Um, well, I got a new cookbook. Shocker. What? <laughs> Shocker. But it was for Christmas, and it took um, like an extra month to come. It's Modernist Pizza. So just oh. a big book on pizza. Oh, I was really excited to get it. And there's all kinds of stuff in there, which is, you know, pretty typical of a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they do that. <laughs> but it gets me going. Anyway, um, uh, one of the pizzas was something I had, well, a lot of the pizzas were something I'd never heard of before, but one was like a pita bread oh. with pizza stuff inside. And so I tried oh. that one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, it wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> because if you think of pita bread, I don't really like pita bread that much. I like naan a lot better um, because pita bread is just kind of dry. You know what I mean? It's never, it never seems like it's fresh. Yeah. It always seems like it's just about ready to be tossed. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, really. That's, no, I know that's true. And I think it's really good when it's warm, but it stays warm for about 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's why people make pita chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost pre-chipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, you make a dough um, that's pretty much like a pizza dough, um, but it, it called for durum flour, which of course oh. I didn't have any hanging around. So, but I did have some high gluten flour, you know, higher than bread flour. So it was about half bread flour, half, um, durum flour. And I used, um, high gluten flour and that worked just fine. But you make, um, a disc, you know, just kind of a approximate disc on the table about 14 inches and then you spread some sauce and cheese on it but you you have a, a 12 inch ring so you can mark exactly 12 inches oh and then you put your sauce exactly in that spot and then the cheese exactly in that spot and then you put another equal piece on top that's about 14 inches and then you take another ring so you have to have like a, a 12 inch ring and a 14 inch ring okay and then you cut a perfect circle and then you pinch the edges super carefully and then um uh, and then you bake it like you do a pita bread. And and some of the recipes in the book call for like 600 degree Fahrenheit, which I can only do in my grill. But this was 475, and, and anybody can do that in their oven. So I did it in my oven. And, it, and it's cool. It puffs up like a giant balloon. you got to be sure you don't have a rack real close to, <laughs> to, you know, to the top of it. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, it'd be fun to make with grandkids. You know, it's pretty spectacular that way. But then, um, but it, the, the, crust just wasn't super tasty because it was you know pita bread yeah exactly but they, there's they, so many better kinds of flatbread yeah yeah i think yeah so many yeah and and the um um 
the recipe was just sauce and cheese, but then they said they recommended it, doing it with the um, um, ingredients that they put on another pizza, which were more like a Reuben, you know. They oh. had um, pastrami and sauerkraut and little rye croutons, and, and I bet it would be really good with that in it. And so I, if I try it again, I'll try it with that, which was very different. Yeah. But um, my favorite thing to put on pizza is green olives. Oh, yeah. And I was surprised how many pizzas in the book had green olives in it because you just, I never see that, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Green olives are so savory and salty. Yeah. I, I love them. And yeah. I, I tried a new recipe with green olives. Really? Yeah. <gasps> You're just trying to be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always trying to be friends with you, but I didn't realize that green olives were the secret. I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, uh, the thing about this was that I wasn't, so crazy about the recipe. I, I have tried a lot of new stuff since I talked to you last, and there's always something just like that pizza. Mm -hmm. There's always something about it I really like, even if I wouldn't do that recipe again. Yeah, there might yeah. be a sauce that I love, there are an idea or something. Um, and, and that's what happened with this. It was braised chicken with salami and olives. Huh. So talk about salty, fatty, yeah. fabulous. <laughs> it should be. Um, I didn't think it was that great, but um, it had a lot of things in it that I might do again for, you know, I might throw some green olives in, but the salami and green olives and then all of this other stuff was just like the chicken was like, help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I'm in here. Somebody save me. So I wouldn't do it again, but it I, all sounds like something you'd put on a cracker, except for the chicken. You I know, know, I know. I think it was just really a lot. Yeah. It was overdressed. I remember what was her name, Stephanie Izzard, when she won Top Chef. She won with I think it was a chicken dish, and then she had olives and raisins. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and it was just such an unusual thing. But yeah, it won Top Chef. Wow, I had a, an Italian friend when we lived in Hawaii um, who always put raisins in their tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, there's people that do that. I, I don't just because Dale really doesn't like raisins. He he is not friends with raisins. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want to just like sneak them in there because I know he really doesn't like them. He's not faking, you know? Yeah. And it'll wreck it. Oh, yeah, him. right. Yeah. He's not yeah. just, <laughs> Yeah. I don't like this particular thing you just made, so I'm going <laughs> to make sure you never make it again. I want ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I hate spaghetti. You don't hate spaghetti. I do. Because we have ice cream in the house. We can have ice cream for dinner. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, I'm wondering about the pizza, if you got any really new ideas besides pita for crust. Well, um, um, I've been working on Detroit-style pizza, and it seems like the big thing, okay, so that's kind of like a pan pizza, but the cheese leaks down the sides, and then it forms like a crusty, oh, yeah, cheesy yeah. thing. That's real good Rita type thing. So um, um, I've been working on that. I don't have it figured out yet because I, I think the moisture content of the cheese is important to oh, it being yeah. really good. And then also where you place the cheese. So I don't have it figured out yet. But um, there was one thing I did that I kind of liked. Okay, so I make lasagna a decent amount of time. Um, and um, I also make stuffed shells, Italian shells. And so I have a lot of ricotta cheese around the house. So um, also, I'll make something like especially stuffed shells. And if I have ricotta left over, because if you make lasagna and you have ricotta left over, you just do another layer, you know, but um, the stuffed shells, I'll have some left over. So there was this pizza, and it was called Prisoner Stuffed Shell. Wait, Prisoner <laughs> Stuffed 
crust, <laughs> which doesn't sound delicious. <laughs> and, and also it uh, piques your curiosity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you do is you just, you have your crust, you make your crust, and then you just like, um, if you can imagine you've got that circle on the table and you just pull a little piece, like extend it, uh-huh. and then um, you take your... Sp- they just use plain ricotta, um, just a glob of ricotta, and then you fold that, okay. that piece of dough over it. So you're not stuffing the whole crust all Making the like way little around. pillows. Little prisoners. Oh, little, little prisoners. prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some of the mixture for um, lasagna left over, which I think is tastier than just plain ricotta. And so I just put that in the pizza, and that was really good. It was just something different, you know, but yeah. um, a way to use something up, and um, and and it was good, and the pizza looked funny. It had, you know, bloop, 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 <laughs> <laughs> little prisoners stuffed in it. <laughs> but but um, yeah, that was cool too. And I mean, it's a giant book. I'm nowhere. I mean, of course, I looked at everything. Blip, 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 yeah, yay, you know, yeah, for that one joyful day. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I th- I think that there's a lot that I'll make from it. It's a really way more approachable book than the other moderners, modernist books by Nathan Mirvold have been. So. Oh, okay, there's a series. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Woohoo! Cool. Hey, I wanted to ask you about, uh, in a previous program, yeah. we talked about air fryers, which neither one of us had, but yeah. we were both kind of curious about them. And I've since done a little research about them. And I was wondering if you are still contemplating one, or did you get one since I saw you last? How? What is it with you and your sixth sense? <laughs> what? Sick? So, you mean like S-I-S-C-K? <laughs> no, no, in a way. No, but my friend Jerry... Um, um, didn't like it and um, didn't like the air fryer so she gave me hers and I've yet to try it I was gonna make wings on Super Bowl but then I just sat in my chair <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what kind it is there's two styles one where the drawer pulls out right so it's it's one of those with it doesn't look kind of like an egg it looks like a toaster oven okay and I think that that was the problem because um she said it was a lot of work to clean and that the ones that look like an egg that you just pull the thing they're like no cleaning yeah and they seem to be the ones that are I've just done that a lot of research love. about you know uh there are entities that test these things yes, and yes. um I've been watching some videos about that to see what they think about them and that seems to be a, one of the consensus is that you want the kind with a drawer. Yeah, because um, because it's like no cleaning, and this is a lot of cleaning. So I yeah. haven't tried it yet because um, I didn't want to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It doesn't sound like fun. And she's a really good cook, and if she gave it up because of that, I mean, it means that it is a problem. But I should try it just to see, you know. So I have some potatoes at home. Yeah. I just grilled the wings. I didn't put them in the air fryer. I love grilled chicken wings. Yeah. So um, I should try it. Okay, it's on the list. Yeah, I'm really still curious about it. I don't know that I'm willing to uh, forego uh, however many centimeters of counter space. And this thing is big. It's as big as a toaster oven. It's a lot of counter space. So it's in the pantry right now, but lugging it is something, you know, lugging it back and forth. Yeah, no. It's bigger than anything I have that I lug back and forth. Yeah. If I get something like that, it has to have room on the counter. I'm not going to move it. You know what I mean? I need to be able to just use it. I don't want to. The transport it but yeah. um th- but also i'm only cooking for two people mm-hmm. so one of the small ones is perfectly yeah. i mean like there's yeah. one that's really highly rated that's not even as big as my kitchen aid yeah so that yeah. uh, you know that might be the way to go anyway and i have a friend that has one of those and he loves it i mean he just sings the praises of it 
All right. Well, there you go. I it's so many people do. I've talked to lately have really been raving about yeah. their air fryer. Yeah. So I don't know. I, and I said, I asked the question recently, what's the difference between an Instapot and a pressure cooker? Mm-hmm. And the answer is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so never mind. I have a pressure cooker. Yeah. And I, I think I don't think you could like can with an Instapot. Oh well, but yeah, yeah, and that's what I think people would use a pressure cooker for instead. You know, you can yeah pull more bars, but um yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, same thing. Mm. All right, so um, I tried a crock pot um, recipe yesterday. Okay. That I wouldn't make again. Oh yay! But. <laughs> What it makes me do, oh, I'll tell you about the recipe, but then I will tell you, but then I will ask you about crock pots. Um, This was slow cooker chicken with 20 cloves of garlic, which is, you know, chicken 40 cloves is a very classic recipe, French recipe. And that's something you make a lot of. I love it. It's on your rotation. And I love Ina Garten's recipe particularly. And it is a stovetop recipe and it takes like 40 minutes. And it's good because I made it because you said to. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, this was a slow cooker recipe with 20 cloves because when you cook for a very long time, the garlic intensifies and you need to cut back on the number of garlic cloves you put okay. in there. Um, so it was three hours of cooking on low. Or, um, yeah, it was about three and a half hours. And um, I didn't really... I didn't really like it all that much. What I really liked about it was it had, it was um, the chicken and the garlic, but it also had in it cannellini beans and white wine and um, white wine vinegar and a lot of fresh herbs and pepper flakes. And um, and I really liked the beans mm-hmm. with all of that stuff. Did, it, it didn't do a very good or impressive job of the chicken, but it did a great job on the beans. Yeah, chicken in a crock pot, it just gets kind of stringy. Yeah, well, and it gets to be a really unappealing color, and I pulled it out and put it on a little uh, mini sheet pan lined with foil and stuck it under the broiler because, really, I wanted it to be brown. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't happen in a crock pot. And then there's something like, it's sort of like you made, like, um, chicken broth you know chicken stock with it like all the important stuff is sucked out of it I don't know I just I'm not I'm not a giant fan of chicken in a crock pot yeah well one of the things that I really liked about this and this happens to me so much with recipes is like I didn't like the recipe but I loved the garnish (laughs) (laughs) it always happens and this was just (laughs) um thinly sliced uh scallions and mixed with some really finely chopped uh Italian parsley and when the beans, when you ladled up the beans, you squeezed a wedge of lemon over it and then sprinkled them with parsley and um, and scallions, and that was just a really lovely thing to do to those beans. Okay. Yeah, I really nice like them. But I wonder if there's anything that you particularly like to do in a crock pot. Do you even bother with a crock pot? I well, you know, the thing that I use my crock pot the most for is soaking beans. Just running oh. them on low overnight, you know. Oh yeah. Um, dried beans. That that's that's pretty much, um, pretty much what it's been regaled to. So um um 
I I do like braising things like chicken and beef and and pork, but I like to brown it first. And and I know that there are crock pots out there you can do that with, but I have a stock pot and you know, or I mean, I have Dutch ovens and and that's what I do. I just get a brown in the stove, and that pan is uh, pot is already dirty. Yeah. So then I just you know put some water in there or some broth and flavor it up, and then just stick it in the oven on yeah. like three twenty five or or three ten something like that for a couple three hours and. And um, it just, to me, turns out way more flavorful because yep. of the browning. And so um, that's that's what I do. Yeah, me too. And I very much like sheet pan dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I would just rather cook it. Yeah. It, it, you know, if you're going to go to the trouble and you're going to spend the money on the ingredients, they might as well be as good as possible yeah. well and i think um you and i we don't have nine to five jobs and i see the value of a crock pot if yes. you have a nine to five job yes you can brown something up in a pan and stick it in the crock pot and put it on low and then it's ready for dinner and that's good but i just i don't need to do that because i'm home so i can turn the oven off in three hours yeah that's you know? totally true i don't have that eight hour block that's taken up and so i think it's just meant for more people who have regular, you know, eight yeah. to five jobs. And still want home cooking. Yeah, exactly. It's and great. So it has its place, but yeah. I just, I don't need it, and it's big. And um, lately, my crock pot, though it's pretty old, it's been doing this weird thing. Like, another thing that I would use it for is if I was going to make bao, um, and you need really soft pork for that, I'd put a pork shoulder in overnight. But the stuff, there's not too much stuff in the crock pot, but it draws some kind of weird suction seal, and then juice starts seeping out and flowing over, and that's really dangerous. And so I don't know why it does it, but it's done it more than once. Huh. So I, don't, I have no idea what's going on there. I think your personal crock pot is just misbehaving. Yeah. That doesn't so sound like <laughs> typical crock pot behavior. <laughs> no, it's not. And it's unacceptable. <laughs> hey, I want to take a quick minute and um, let everyone know that Food Talk, I want to blame Food Talk <laughs> <laughs> on um, co production uh, b- by North Coast Food Web and KMUN. Thank you both for uh, allowing me to talk to Linda every week. Well, the food talk is moving. Or I mean, not the food talk, the food web is moving. The food web is moving. So uh, stay tuned at northcoastfoodweb.org to find out all about that because the Thursday market, which is going on for, has been going on for years in one form or another. Yeah, it's just one more week. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's taking the month of March off so that the food web can move into the new Astoria Food Hub. Yeah, six weeks are going to be off. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's Whole very, very, digs. very exciting. Whole new digs. Woo-hoo. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's all, it's also very nice to see an old uh, beloved building in downtown Astoria be used for something and not be empty. Yeah. yeah. So we like that. So what else? I made some soup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so I, I was making a big pot of just like some sausage cauliflower soup and I got up early to make it. So um, a lot of times when you're making soup, you know, they tell you to brown the meat and put the onions in. Yes. But I generally do it the opposite because I want my onions good and soft, you know, I just, and I want the flavor all sucked out of them. So I'll, I'll do the onions first. So, um, um, I was I had some onions in the pot and you know getting those good and soft and then I use um, for this soup Italian sausage just the mild stuff but I don't buy it in casings I just buy it um, like just it's it's a pound just in a little tray you uh-huh, know, a little bulk. styrofoam tray yeah, yeah. and so um, it's it's going to go in the pot 
Um, and I don't want to just dump that whole clot of meat in there. So what I do is is I just um, set the tray, you know, the meat down on the counter, and I chop it. I, I cut it, doink, 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 you know, straight line one way, and then doink, 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 doink the other way. So it's sort of they like... They can't actually see you doing that. But, but <laughs> you know how, how, like, then you would have, like, cubes yes. of mango on, on a mango skin, yes. you know, or cubes of avocado, like that. It's like that. It's just a bunch of cubes of meat, and, and that way it's just um, pretty chopped up and uniform sizes for browning, right? So, so then I just dumped that in the pot. So I did that, but then Dale woke up. Now, <laughs> my kitchen's not big, and, um, and it was pretty early in the morning, and what Dale likes to do is make three or four cups of coffee and just stand and stare at the coffee maker <laughs> while he drinks them. <laughs> it's really important to him. It's an important part of the day. So I needed to chop the cauliflower. We all have our rituals. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed to chop the cauliflower. So I was over on the kitchen table chopping the cauliflower, and he was there, and he was alive, though not super functional. But every once in a while, I'd say, honey, can you stir the can you stir the, the meat, you know, so it would brown on all sides. And so then um, he was doing that, doing that, and I got the chop, the cauliflower all chopped up. And you got to concentrate when you're chopping cauliflower because it shoots everywhere, you know. <laughs> I mean, it just wants away from you. It's like taking corn off the cob. Yes. I mean, it's like the second worst vegetable to chop and corn off the cob. So anyway, so I got it all corralled, and I got it all chopped. And, and so I went and dumped that in the pot, and then I, I went about making the soup, you know, got all the stock in there and, and the liquid and, and everything else. And then I got done, and I, I, I have this thing. So what I normally do when Dale's not stirring the pot is I have a chopper, and I don't even know what they're called. They're an old-timey thing, but it's like a, a stick, and it has like five blades on it. You oh, chop, yes, chop, chop. I've seen old-timey this. old-timey yeah. when every meal had hamburger, and you'd put yeah. the hamburger in the pan, you'd chop it up with that. So normally I, I get the sausage cubed up, you know, to stick it in the pot, and then I chop them up with that. But I forgot to do that because Dale was stirring the pot, and I didn't look in the pot before I dumped all the cauliflower in there. So I got it done, and there's all these little cubes of meat in there, and it looked like like wombat poop soup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, when I was a little girl, I wanted to poop like a wombat so bad. And I tried and I tried, but no amount of like really no. believing that I could would make little square poops. So anyway, that's that's what we're calling it from now on, wombat poop soup. <laughs> you know, that's going to be a big seller. <laughs> Where do we sign? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I mean, just because when they floated up. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm going to make a square meatball soup because I think it looks really cool. <laughs> there you go. There, yeah. <laughs> the mother of invention. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, you made anything like that lately? Um, I haven't made any. <laughs> Gosh, no. Gosh, no. <laughs> I have made a few things. I made a chicken curry. Oh, yeah? And it was really nice with uh, sweet potatoes and coconut milk. It sounds good. It was really good, and it's sort of the brown, the brown, cur- uh, the brown gravy kind of curry, like okay, more yep. of a Japanese curry. It was okay. really good. And I was reminded that I don't make curry often enough. I it's know. so it's, delicious. There's, there's, yeah, curry for sure. I like kind of thicker curries, not like the brothy curries. I don't know why. The brothy curries have just never appealed to me. I should get over that. Well, or not. I yeah. mean, there's so many kinds of curry, right? And I put curry in soup, and then that yeah. doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I don't. I, I think maybe brothy curries, they're Thai, and they're often sweeter, and I don't like sweet stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe that's You'd it. probably like this one then because it is more like a gravy than a 
you know, I mean, it's a thicker sauce. Did you use curry powder or curry paste? Curry paste. Okay. What because color? I had some. Okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> Red. Okay. Yeah. I was at the store the other day, and there was not a speck of yellow curry, and I'm like, no, oh. damn you, COVID, what? <laughs> Oh, I only have red and white. Okay. And the red is a little more assertive, so that's what I chose to use. And that's funny because I use green and yellow the most. We're like a stop sign together. (laughs) Stop like the... (laughs) Wait and then go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, this one had, um, you know, they usually, or they often have a hot chili in them, and um, I couldn't find any. Serrano's, I couldn't find it. Uh, Serrano oh, really? is my go-to chili for, okay. uh, it's just like a, a micron hotter than jalapenos, and I like the size of them. I don't know, uh, over the, the years, jalapenos that are available in supermarkets have gotten to be these gigantic peppers. Meaty, yeah, weird yeah. and meaty. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. So I usually buy Serrano's, but I couldn't find Serrano's. There were none in uh, the three stores I went to. Wow. There were no jalapenos, no Serrano's, uh, but there were habaneros. Okay. So Those are pretty spicy for me. They are really spicy, but I just did what you do sometimes with those and, and cut a slit in uh, a couple slits in one and simmered it with everything and then pulled it out okay and and it was great I mean it was it was fine it wasn't scary and I really liked it with the sweet potatoes which I had not ever had a curry I don't think with sweet potatoes I've I've had curry with white potatoes in it okay yeah no I've had it in a restaurant but I've never made it and and I remember it was good it's a good vegetable for curry good texture and good flavor yeah yeah I recommend it Okay. And and coconut milk. Uh, but but I mean you could use your favorite curry recipe and just do it with you know um sweet potatoes. Add add some sweet potatoes in there. This had chicken too. I am uh, like on the chicken train apparently <laughs> lately. And I it makes me think of when I had uh many years ago I had a restaurant and the fabulous chef who was a par- partner. I had two I worked with two women who were completely brilliant and um the chef suggested that we just do as a menu item we just say chicken various ways (laughs) because because it was like every week we'd come up with a new chicken recipe and i feel like i'm on that trip right now i don't know (laughs) why yeah right let's let's do do more chicken (laughs) let's not do it in the crock pot how about we don't yeah oh my gosh yeah, I um. There's a curry chicken I used to make in the crock pot just because I was working, but it was always so much better when I didn't make it in the crock pot just because that kind of stringiness, you know. Yeah, yeah. It probably I, I I have done some really nice pork or beef stews, like I did an asabuco in the uh, crock pot, and that was good. Okay. I shouldn't just diss my crock pot out of hand <laughs> like that. So unfair. But was it better than it would have been in no. a, a Dutch oven? I love doing it in yeah, a Dutch yeah, oven. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do know why. It tastes better to me. And also, I like um, a crock pot isolates everything. You know, when you do it in a Dutch oven on the stovetop to braise everything or to uh, get everything going and then put it in the oven you you get the uh the aroma and yeah. all of that stuff oh, going yeah, on yeah. like the whole house celebrates the advent oh, of this yeah. meal and 
in a crock pot, it's just like, oh, maybe later it'll be dinner. I don't know why. Yeah, because it's so sealed up. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that fond on the bottom of the pan that makes Ooh, it better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely. So we just have about a minute left. Do you have any um, closing remarks? Maybe if I buy 20 aprons, she'll give me a bargain. Do you think so? <laughs> you have bought over time. Do go, you have? Go the last minute. Go the last minute. I got aprons to get. <laughs> you know, Becky, we are very lucky. Uh, uh, <laughs> Linda's going to a local seamstress who is known for all kinds of fabulous stuff, but uh, her aprons are legendary. Yeah. And um, and and if you had one of those, like the coffee company cards, where you, every tenth one you get oh, a I free, know. she so if you would all, you know, would I have know. your dis- discount right there for she sure. Send a driver for me. <laughs> hey, we have to go. Okay, bye, bye. Marianne. Is it my chicken?